What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode here of the Side Guys Football Forum. I'm one of your co-hosts, Number the Side, joined as always by my good friend, my good buddy, the other half of the Side Guys, which is Tad the Side. And Tad, we got a lot of topics that we want to get into today, but we might not spend a lot of time on it. So I think, I think you know what time it is. It's not another fantasy punishment ambush, is it? <laughs> yeah, for me. your sake, you thankfully me. no. For your oh, sake, thankfully no. Well, in that <laughs> case. Sounds like it's time for some quick hits. I think it's definitely time for some Let's quick hits. Let's do it, buddy. Yeah, 100%. So I think we're going to dive into it here. We've got a lot of topics we want to get to, but we don't want to spend a lot of time on all of them because we want to get to all of them. So this is exactly time for NFL quick hits. All right, so I think the first topic that we want to get into, Tad, um, this is actually pretty interesting because I saw this on Twitter and I shared this with you, and I found it pretty interesting with some of the teams out there. So there's a tweet that came out, um, and it posted the last time each NFL team won their division. And so we wanted to look at, you know, out of the eight divisions, who was the last team to win their respective division? So I have all the teams here. Uh, for the AFC North, uh, the Browns, haven't won it since 1989. The, I was even alive then. Yeah, yeah. For you, yes, I was alive. I was yeah. a year old. Well, there you go. Uh, the AFC East, the New York Jets, the last time they won it was 2002. Okay. The, uh, the Raiders, the last time they won the AFC West was 2002 as well. Okay. And then your Colts, unfortunately. This they are was the, unfortunate. They're this at the bottom shocking. of the AFC South right now. They are the last time they won the division was 2014. So that is the entire AFC. Let's get to the NFC. So this one, just like the Browns, is pretty steep. The Detroit Lions haven't won the NFC North since 1993. So that was quite a bit time ago. Negative one-year-old, and we're getting closer. (laughs) Uh, The New York Giants haven't won the NFC East since 2011. The Arizona Cardinals haven't won the NFC West since 2015. And then the Carolina Panthers haven't won the NFC South since 2015 as well. So those are the teams that's been the longest since they have won their respective divisions. So, Tad, I pose this question to you, and that's why we're going to bring it up here at NFL Quick Hits. Which of those eight teams do you think has the best shot to break their curse and potentially win? Well, not potentially, but win the division here in 2023. You know, for this sounds weird to say, but for the first time in my life, I think I'm going to see the Detroit Lions win their division because I you look at what they did last year, they went nine and eight. They only had two losses in November and December, so they kind of figured out the secret recipe late in the season. They figured out, okay, this is the best approach to the team, and this team, this is the key really didn't change all that much over the offseason. They really kept their core roster together, and what that usually means is they got better. They added Jamar Gibbs. They added Jack Campbell, and you know, they also added another running back in David Montgomery. So the you know stronger side of the ball for them, the offensive side, got that much stronger. I think they addressed the holes in their defensive roster fairly well. I won't say they did a great job of it, but I think they did a good enough job where that side of the ball will improve. And, I mean, let's look at the rest of that, uh, you know, that division where you had the Packers who I know I, I think I'm actually a little lower on the Packers than you are. I think the Packers are going to be an absolute train wreck this year. I don't think Jordan Love is going to be very good. I don't think that offense is very talented at all. I think that they are going to have a very, very long year. So I think the Packers are out of the running. Vikings are good, but they just cut Dalvin Cook. More on that later. Um, so I think the Vikings are going to not be bad, but struggle a little bit more than they're used to. And the Bears are the true wild card. I could see the Bears being really good. I can see the Bears being just okay. It kind of depends on Justin Fields' development. So and there's a time for the Lions to really take advantage of, well, timing and win that division is this year. So I honest, honest to God, if I had to take a pick and I had to take a pick of any of those teams on that list, I think the Lions are your best bet. 
they definitely have a good shot. We brought him up before. It's just, yeah, the NFC North has a lot of question marks. You already laid it out where it's just how the Packers going to do. They have Jordan Love at the helm now. So how's that all going to work out? He's going to be so bad, dude. I'm telling you. Minnesota's roster hasn't changed too much, but yeah, there's reports obviously that, you know, like we talked about, we're going to get to Dalvin Cook a little bit later, but he has been released. Uh, they're looking for trade offers for Daniel Hunter. They trade away uh, Zadarius Smith from their roster to the Cleveland Browns. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, they're clearly like moving in different directions, cost cutting measures, whatever. So it could affect their team performance overall. And then, of course, you talked about Chicago Bears, where it's like they could be good, they could be bad. Really just depends on how those pieces that they just acquired, both through the, uh, through the draft as well as through free agency how it's all going to come together so yeah if the lions have a good shot this year is definitely probably their best shot before some teams sort of recollect into the next year in 2024 and sort of rebuild again because yeah it is wide open this year um i'm gonna go to a division that's probably tad i think the weakest in the nfl right now and that is the nfc south we have brought up this division so many times before right right. now and i think every team has a wide open shot but this is a team that i brought up before um when we did our episode talking about the um over under odds for team wins i brought up this team and i still think that i'm very confident that they could possibly win the division this year too and that is the carolina panthers so i mean you look at what they added we already went through so many times before but you add Miles sanders you add adam thielen you add at Hayden Hurst, uh, G- DJ Chark, obviously. So, I mean, they got some good pieces on offense, obviously on defense. They got Jeremy Chin and Brian Burns and J.C. Horn and a lot of great pieces on defense as well. But I think the biggest thing that I sort of brought up previously too, and I'm going to bring up again here, is that I am a huge fan of their coaching staff. I know it's sort of hit and miss with Don't Frank do Wright. it. Don't do the thing. I, I did the thing. Don't you do the thing. Yeah, I know you're sort of hit and miss on Frank Reich, but I like the staff that he built around him, where it's like, That's you know, fair. I sort of mentioned That's they fair. got he's got Deuce Daly as his head coach, running backs coach. He's got um Ejiro Evero of the formerly of the uh, Denver Broncos, their DC. He was he was not the reason Denver was bad. No, he was one of the reasons that they were able to stay he's, in yeah, he was was He's the only reason they were like one in sixteen. <laughs> Uh, Thomas Brown comes over from the Los Angeles Rams, formerly of the running backs coach of the Rams. He's now their offensive coordinator. I mean, they got a lot of great pieces on that front, uh, on that coaching staff, excuse me, that will coach up this very young and up and coming team. So, and like I talked about, this NFC South is pretty wide open. So they don't even need a strong record to win the division. Like, I mean, Tad, we talked about this. The Saints, the Panthers, and the Falcons all tied at 7-10. and 10. The Buccaneers won the division at 8-9. and nine. So, I mean, based on how things wow. have transgressed for the rest of the I division. I didn't even realize they had a losing record last year. Yeah, it was wow. not all that great. How many, so, that's a good, that's a good trivia question. How many losing records has Tom Brady finished the season with? I have to imagine true. that that's the first. It's true. Honest to so, God, I have to imagine that's, that's the first. So, you look at that division from last year, and, I mean, there's a lot of changes this year. I mean, just going around the division, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like talked about, Tom Brady's no longer there. They got uh, Baker Mayfield under center now. Uh, they lost some changes on defense. So, I mean, their offensive line still has a little bit of issues, too. So, we're not sure what team that could, they're going to be. Uh, we talked about the Falcons. They made a lot of additions on defense, but just, like, they're very much inconsistent where it's like they look good one week, they look good, they look terrible the next week. And they went all in on Bijan Robinson. That has to work out because if it doesn't, then I don't know what's going to happen there. And then a quarterback, they got Desmond Ritter, where it's like he showed flashes last year, but is it enough to go with it for an entire season? So that's very much a lot of question marks there. And then the Royal and Saints, I know a lot of people love the fact that Derek Carr is there, but... I don't see it as that much of an upgrade. Like, yes, it's an upgrade compared to what they had last year, but it's just a slight upgrade. Obviously, you got the issues with Michael Thomas and his health. You know, what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara? Is he going to get suspended? Is he not? That's going to affect things as well. And then their defense. I mean, we talk about this all the time. The New Orleans Saints are always in the minus when it comes to cap space. So they let some of their key free agents go. They're replacing them with rookies. So it's going to be very interesting to see how their defense holds up this year. So you look at everything that Carolina has on them. I think they have the best shot. I think they have that slight leg up over the rest of the competition in the NFC South to win that division that this year. So that's who I'd like to break the curse. I wouldn't say they have a leg up. I would say they have an even leg. Is that the, is that the way you <laughs> something say that? Slides, something yeah. like that? Or they, the, the, all their legs are the same length. Yeah, yeah. That's actually a good question. Is it like, is that like an actual leg? Where is that saying come from? Anyway, all that besides the point is I wouldn't say that like Carolina is like the favorite to win this, but I actually do agree with you. It is between Carolina and New Orleans and New Orleans success entirely depends much like we were talking with Chicago and Justin Fields on does Derek Carr make this transition? Well, if Derek Carr struggles with the transition, the field 
field is wide open for Carolina because I don't. I, I again with uh, me being lower on other teams, as it seems like more people are uh, more than some other people are. Um, I don't think Atlanta is going to be that good. It seems like a lot of people are seemingly forgetting that Desmond Ritter is their quarterback, and I like Desmond Ritter. Don't get me wrong, I like him a lot. But I like him as like a solid backup for the next 10 years. I don't like him as like the franchise quarterback moving forward. So I don't think Atlanta is going to be all that good. Buccaneers, unless Baker or Kyle Trask, and from all the reports I've been seeing at minicamp, neither one of them have been looking all that good. So I think the Buccaneers are headed for a little bit of a train wreck here. So I think it is entirely between Carolina and New Orleans. It's just which one stumbles, not necessarily first, but which one stumbles more. So, uh, yeah, I think Carolina is absolutely running, but it's not a gimme. But uh, no, Carolina, I think, is going to surprise a lot of people this year. Exactly. Exactly. So let's get to our next topic here, Tad. We're sort of teasing it already with Dalvin Cook. And so we're going to talk about some big free agents that have been recently released by their team. And so it's curious to see where they're going to land. So, I mean, let's start right, with Dalvin. So let me, let me talk about this. This is why Chris Paul needs to become a member of the Miami Heat. <laughs> we're sticking to the nfl we're not get, talking about get the kyle lowry the hell out of there <laughs> we're gonna stick with the nfl we're not gonna touch the nba just yet maybe now. later in the yeah, year, but so yeah. <laughs> uh but let's go with dalvin cook first since we already brought up his name so i mean tad he was just recently released by the minnesota vikings it seems like they're going in a cheaper alternative but honestly alexander Madison, i think is a good replacement on the cheap and then so, we also both talked about Dwayne mcbride the rookie boy. that they just drafted his, his fantasy value just skyrocketed big it, time it, it certainly did but we very much like the skill set that he brings as well so now you're going cheaper with both of those two running backs instead of going with a higher price option dalvin cook so you look at that option i think they i think the running game should be five maybe take a slight hit but i don't think it's anything too significant in my book at least. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. honestly though tad this was very interesting because you know we were trying to figure out where these running uh where dalvin cook would land um and honestly, I was looking around a, a bunch of depth charts for the NFL, and I feel like with, tough. The, with the with the draft and everything, and with free agency, I feel like a lot of them got filled up. So I didn't really see that there are too many glaring weaknesses for a team that they needed to get a high-profile running back in Dalvin Cook. Uh, but honestly, I think I settled on one option here. Um, there's rumors that he may sign with the New York Jets, like he wants to go over there with their you know dream team or whatever that's happening over there. Yeah, I was like. This is the Eagles all over again. Don't exactly. do it. There's the rumors that, you know, Miami's very much interested in him. So we'll see what happens all there. But, Tad, my pick here is the Arizona Cardinals. So they I have James Carter. They have James Carter right now as their starting running back. They have some um, inexperienced running backs behind him. Uh, Keontae Ingram out of USC, I think, has got a little bit more play to be the supplemental back there. But the Cardinals are going to be without Kyler Murray for at least half the season, if not longer than that. And so I think they need some more stability on that offense besides, you know, going with Colt McCoy, I think is their backup right now. Mm-hmm. So it's just yep. like, yep. I don't it's know how much him interest- or, uh, some rookie they drafted. It's possible. Oh, they drafted a Clayton tune. If I remember correctly, that was so. it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So regardless, just both those guys are not no instilling a lot of confidence in that offense. Right. As much as I like Clayton tune, he was one of my favorite rookie quarterbacks coming yeah, out as one of those lower why. second tier guys. Uh, but regardless, just, I don't know if I have a lot of faith in either of those guys to lead this Cardinals offense to be very competitive. That's why I think they maybe want to lead more of the writing game. So we're citing Dalvin cook to pair up with James Connor. I think that would be a more, you know, formidable piece of that offense to make deep defense is a little bit more worried then you can sort of dink and dunk with your quarterback whoever it is whether it's Cole McCoy whether it's Clayton too whether it's somebody else there um you also have to remember Tad that James Conner has a slight injury history like he's not always able to stay on the field consistently so he missed four games last season and also Tad like not only just his injury history but he had a sensational 2021 season but then last year he sort of Completely crashed deck back down. No, 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 that's, like, that's, that's, the, that's the worst part. It wasn't even like this, like deep, like all the way down for our podcast listeners who were like motioning down with our hands. Motioning our hands but down. It was yeah, like exactly. this. It was like a roller coaster. It was a little bit yeah, of a roller coaster. Up and just... down. Like he had like some really good weeks and then like he would blow up for like 14. I remember because there were like weeks where I was like, I got to trade for this guy. And the next week he had like three points. I'm like, oh, thank God. I did not trade for that guy. <laughs> exactly. And it was just like, it was so, he, he was very, he was the personification of the Cardinals offense last year. It was like some weeks they looked awesome. And then other weeks it was like, yeah, no, I want to touch that with the 10 yard stick. Partially because they can't get 10 yards. <laughs> 
yeah, we'll see how successful their offense is. But just, yeah, you add a piece like Dalvin Cook, I think that's going to bring more credibility to this offense. Um, James Conner, like I said, I think, like you said, you got that roller coaster motion with him where it's like you look good at times, you look bad at times. But overall, it's just like we're getting more of the reality as opposed to like, you know, the dream scenario that he had in 2021. So it's like you get more production with Dalvin Cook, you pair that up with James Conner. I think this offense is going to look better. And the big thing, Tad. Cardinals have money to spend, so they can sign him for a larger contract if they so decide there. But my favorite landing spot, I think, for me is the Arizona Cardinals with Delta. See, here's the thing. I Because I thought about the Cardinals for my pick as well. But it just, I feel like they just kind of, and maybe this is just me projecting on the team, but it just feels like kind of a lost year in Arizona, doesn't it? Like, it could uh, like be. okay, it our quarterback's gone. Like, so why even introduce that extra wild card of like, let's have, especially after they just released a guy that we're about to talk about after uh, Dalvin Cook, where like, they just don't want that like kind of, not saying he's a prima donna or anything, but they just don't want a star on the team. Cause why introduce an upset star on the team? Kyle Murray's not going to cause any noise cause he can't play. So, okay. That's your biggest star. Let him just sit there and recover. And in the meantime, just kind of suffer through it. So I just, I don't see the incentive for adding a win now star on a team that is clearly not in win now mode. So I just, I, I don't know. It just, I, I think that fit in any other case works perfectly, but in the case of, oh, Kyler Murray's out for most of the year, eh, just feels like a move they don't really need to do. Now, speaking of win now, though, this is a team that needs to win now because the quarterback, as a former teammate who I just learned today, called him a sack of potatoes last year, because uh, apparently he's been working on that, is Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, and the Denver Broncos are in absolute win-now mode. So I think that Dalvin Cook should go to the Denver Broncos, who apparently have also expressed interest. This is not just like a pipe dream. There have been talks between the two parties. That is true, that is true yeah. So it is funny, because at first I was considering the Miami Dolphins. And then I really like looked at the Dolphins depth chart, and I'm not saying that these guys are as good or better than Dalvin Cook, because they're not. And I'm not an idiot in most cases. But when it comes to framed, apparently I'm a big time moron. But anyway, is uh, when you have Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, uh, Miles Gaskin, those are just your vets. And you introduce, help me out here, Mer, Devin a chain? A chain, yeah. Damn it! <laughs> You're close enough. Uh, yeah, whatever. But like all that, like if you had those three vets and then you took on Dalvin Cook, okay, I can see that. But with a Shane. Yep, there you go. Okay, there, you there go. we go. Second time's charm. But when you introduce a Shane to it, you want to give your rookie enough touches so he can actually start to develop. I think introducing Dalvin Cook as the definition of... Wow, I actually didn't even do this on purpose. That is the definition of too many cooks. <laughs> Nailed it. And I think just also the big thing with Miami, which is why I didn't pick them either, is just that I think... While Dalvin Cook is a sensational running back, and so as you look at Mike McDaniel's system, I think it fits the running backs that he already has on his roster. It's like, no, yeah, I'm not saying that Dalvin Cook won't fit. He's not quite durable enough. For exactly. Sake. So it's like, I like the speed element that all the backs that he already has. He already listed out Mostert, Jeff Wilson Jr., Devin Shane, Miles Gaskin. I think they bring a little bit more of a fit in that zone blocking scheme that Mike McDaniel has compared to Del- uh, Dalvin Cook there. So that's why I like that there. But you never know. It could possibly happen. It could. It could. And honestly, like, if you – damn it, I should have looked up the odds before we started recording. But uh, maybe I'll do that separately. But um, I, I, I think the Miami Dolphins probably should be the betting favorites to land him because it does seem like they are very yeah, it's enticed very by him. Mm-hmm. But I think Denver with Javante Williams' injury, I know they signed Samaj, uh, Samaj P. Ryan, but I mean, D- Dalvin Cooks is an obviously better uh, version of that. So I think, because even when Javante Williams comes back, we're not sure if he's going to be the same running back. I know a lot of them have come back and been the same back, but that's a pretty good insurance policy in Dalvin Cook to have. And let's not forget Sean Payton. We saw with his work with Reggie Bush. We saw with his work uh, work with Alvin Kamara before he started becoming like a hitman, uh, you know, beat up people person that he made both those running backs work. So I think don't shake your head. He beat up that guy. That has been proven at this point. That's why I'm shaking my head that he no, had to beat up people. Yeah, That's why I'm shaking yeah, my head. Not at you. Yeah. yeah. Vegas was, that was an interesting choice for the Pro Bowl, but um Sean Payton has proven with dual threat running backs, he can make the most out of them. So it's just, I don't know. It's one of those like pairings that just seems great. Like Dalvin Cody needs a little bit of a, you know, career revival and Sean Payton needs help right now. So it just, honestly, I, I think Denver is both of their best bets right now. No, I very much like the Denver pick. I think just the biggest thing is just like, yeah, 
when Javante Williams comes back, it's just like, is he going to be the same guy? We just don't know. And Sabaji Pirine, as good as he is, he's more of a supplemental piece. He's not that starring role type of running back. So you get Dalvin Cook, you add him into that backfield. I think he's going to give you a lot more assurance as far as being able to run the ball there in Denver. Because, yeah, Sean Payton, as much as he likes to air it out, he does like to run it. Exactly like you said, where it's like he had Mark Ingram, he had Alvin Kamara, where it's like he was able to establish a run. That's how his offenses were able to be a little bit more creative and more effective because he was able to instrument that sort of running game element into the offense as well. Then obviously you pair him up with Drew Brees or Marcus Colston, Jimmy Graham and all those guys. That's why they got so much better, right? But just, yeah, having that sort of that running game, being able to establish that, I think Dalvin Cook would fit in perfectly. Okay, so thank you to our friends at Bet Online who had given us odds on Dalvin Cook's next team. There's one team I didn't even consider in here. This would be interesting. So, uh, the current odds on favorite, as yours truly guessed, was Dolphins at plus 100. Makes sense. Jets at plus 250. The Bills at plus 500. Would be interesting. Not sure they can work out those finances. Yeah, I don't think so. Here's the interesting one. The Bengals at plus 1,000. Something to consider. Uh, Cowboys at plus 1,000. Patriots at 1,400. The 49ers at 1,400. That'd be funny. The <laughs> Ravens at 1,600. And the Eagles at 1,800. Interesting. Interesting. So, all right. So as you're on the bet online website, I think let's pull up the odds for our next guy that we want to bring up. And that's DeAndre Hopkins, right. who obviously in the news a little bit more because he's been in talks about possibly being traded. He eventually is going to be released here by the Arizona. Well, not eventually. He is yeah, released yeah, by yeah, the Arizona yeah, Cardinals yeah, yeah. now. So he's no longer a member of the team there. So, I mean, as soon as he released, I mean, you saw a flurry of teams that were potentially going to be interested in him. You got the Browns. You got the Bills. You got the Chiefs. You got the Patriots. And possibly even a reunion with the Houston Texans. Um, some teams have already sort of uh, removed themselves from the sweepstakes for DeAndre Hopkins. The Cowboys said they're not interested. The Lions said they're not interested. The Jets are not interested. The Giants and the Jaguars are also not interested. And then, Tad, you kind of already brought this up with the Bills with their recent signing of Leonard Floyd. They just do not have the cap space to go out and sign DeAndre Hopkins. I'm pretty sure he wants a pretty hefty deal, even if it's only for a short-term period with his new team. But I don't think the Bills will be able to afford him. I'm hearing some reports that the Chiefs are probably going to be out on him as well. So we'll see about that. But, Tad, this is interesting. He is set to meet with the Tennessee Titans on I Sunday. That. I saw that. They definitely need the help. I think that's for oh, sure. Yeah. They need oh. the help. By a wide margin, they need the help at the receiver position. But it's interesting, Tad, because Mike Vrabel actually said when he was released, well, DeAndre Hopkins, that is, obviously, he was not interested in possibly signing him. He's like, he was pretty comfortable. Oh, with so you think group. that's like a front office thing? Kind of it could be, and obviously, you know, they bring him. They're bringing him in. They're obviously going to test him out. They like, like, a, like, they're just going to keep hammering this all. But they need the help in the receiving department. All they have is Traylon Burks right now, and my guy Chigs Conquo at the tight end position. Of course, I had to bring it up for you, Ted. Um, but honestly, I think my favorite fit is a reunion with the Houston Texans. I honestly look at that team, and it's like they're a very up and coming team. They're trying to rebuild. It's like. DeAndre Hopkins probably wanted to stay at Houston. It wasn't his fault that Bill O'Brien was an idiot and decided to ship him off for a second-round pick, right? So, I mean, I think a reunion with Houston— Can we just could... say, what a terrible trade for both teams now, in hindsight. Like, both teams somehow royally fucked that up. Because, like, like you just said, who—like, the, the Cardinals got James Conner— uh, Sorry, got, uh, got rid of David Johnson, yes. introduced James Conner. That didn't really work out all that well. Houston yeah. got David Johnson— that didn't work out well. Damon Pierce is now their running back. Like, yep. who benefited from this trade? Like, how? I don't know. It's just, dear God. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted, but keep going. No, it's all good. So, I like him re-signing with the Houston Texans. Very similar to um, the uh, Arizona Cardinals. They have a lot of cap space, so they can afford to sign DeAndre Hopkins back. As of right now, they have Robert Woods as their only veteran option. They got a lot of hope for Nico Collins to possibly break out for them. Uh, they signed one of my favorite uh, receivers in this year's draft class, Xavier Hutt. Hutchinson, but he's still a lot, like still got a lot to develop. So he's definitely not going to be starting material anytime soon. So you add DeAndre Hopkins back there, sort of a reunion, a homecoming. You give CJ Stroud another veteran piece of that offense to help him develop further in the NFL, obviously, as he's coming in as a rookie. I mean, as a rookie quarterback, you could use all the help that you can get. And why not get some insane help in DeAndre Hopkins? Because he showed he could still do it, even with the suspension that he had last season. He's able to come back. He was still looking really strong. He did suffer some injuries at time so he wasn't as healthy as maybe he is because he is getting up there in years but i do very much still like uh, deandre hopkins as a playmaking threat on the outside i like the reunion with houston 
Here's your one big problem, though, is you're forgetting on some Who Gives a Shit podcast. Much, I mean, the Psy Guys is much better, so you're, you're the smarter <laughs> listener. But on some Who Gives a Shit podcast, he said there are a couple things he's looking for on his next team. He's looking for consistent management. It was either consistent management or consistent coaching, one of those. Mm-hmm. But he said uh, basic consistency. He wants consistency yes. in uh, you know, higher sense. levels of the franchise. He wants to be on a contender, and he wants to get paid, and he wants to have a good quarterback. Nah, you, got, you got none of those with Houston. <laughs> Maybe you get paid. Maybe you get paid if you go back to Houston. So I, I get your thought process there. If he was a younger player, a younger superstar, 100%. I think that would make absolute sense because, okay, yeah, let me help CJ Stroud along in about two or three years. We'll be Super Bowl contenders, and like I'll be like the guy that brought CJ Stroud there. Like That feeds a lot into a guy's ego. He's above 30 now, so he's running out of time. I don't think he has the time to do that anymore. So had this happened you know, two or three years ago, I'd buy into that. But for now, I don't think so. So I'm actually going to go... You know, with a former Houston teammate, I think he should go to Cleveland where he can skip that whole like, okay, I need to get used to this quarterback. No, no, no. He and Deshaun Watson, I mean, look, they both may be douchebags for very different reasons, but they are both very good. So they skip that whole phase of like, I need to get used to my new quarterback. Like they already have that chemistry built up. Yes, they might have lost some of it, but won't take long to get back. He's with a, I'll say quasi contender. Uh, We don't know how good Pittsburgh's going to be. Baltimore, if Lamar's healthy, Baltimore's hard. If Lamar's hurt, not that tough a team to beat. And then Cincinnati is good, but tends to be kind of inconsistent. So Cleveland does have a shot at the division title. Uh, and then, like I said, like you get Amari Cooper there, so you get enough attention off him. He's not just the only weapon there. You have Nick Chubb, who, by the way, I don't know if you read this article, but Nick Chubb is like all in on the Browns this year because Jim Brown, right before he Oh, yeah, he's he's pay, he's honoring the Jim Brown with this upcoming season. So it's like, yeah, RB1 through the roof. Oh, yeah. dude, like, the second I saw that, my first... <laughs> thought was if he's there when i pick him first one i'm taking nick chubb because five thousand rushing yards and that dude touchdowns, yeah it's coming it's destroy. coming <laughs> yeah, like nick chubb is going to be a monster this seriously, seriously. so i think with all that i think the browns makes the most sense because he's like you said before and i looked up the odds and unfortunately the the latest article from bet online came out a week ago so you're like yeah the cowboys are out well shit, okay they were in the article yeah the chiefs are also well they were also in the article well and then you know like everybody you mentioned is in the article they're out except for the eagles who are plus 700 and he's not going to the eagles. no so it's it's one of those things like he needs to go like again a quasi contender who is kind of that middle to upper tier and i think the browns makes the most sense in that you know area no and you talked about it too it's like deshaun watson has sort of like reached out to him and been like yeah you can come out here to cleveland we could pair up again so there's potentially there could be a reunion there it's just i worry about just the contract situation whether cleveland can afford him obviously because they're paying deshaun watson right so that'll be very interesting to see if they can make that work 250 fully guaranteed Something along those lines. It's some God ridiculous it. amount. So yes, but so yeah. I can't. I can't wait until the Celtics. By the way, this is a, yeah. I'm going in the NBA again, but I can't wait till the Celtics pay Jalen Brown. Go ahead and do that. <laughs> Please go ahead and do that. Very That's interesting to see that. He's sure. due for yeah. three hundred million dollars. But yeah, Jaylen, honestly, Jalen Brown will be higher paid than Deshaun Watson. Just process that for a second. Yeah. Well, the NBA contracts are a lot different than NFL contracts, oh, right? Yeah, so, very, just, yeah. yeah. But yeah, definitely make sure you stay tuned. Um, obviously, when Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins both mm-hmm. sides of the new yep. teams will definitely give you a fantasy spin with both absolutely, of those guys absolutely. for sure. So make sure you stick around. Especially subscribe. Dalvin Cook. That'll be, exactly. very, that'll be a very interesting fantasy. Make sure you stay tuned for that episode, whatever it drops. But speaking of fantasy, Tad, let's sort of get to our next segment here. And we want to talk about our favorite fantasy sleepers. So, I mean, obviously, as we get further along in the summer, we'll get deeper into fantasy football. We'll give you a lot more sleepers and some busts and some breakouts and all of that. But let's sort of give the viewers and the listeners a little bit of a tease. So who's a guy that you like as a sleeper, you know, as of right now, sort of like, you know, sort of a little bit of a taste as far as what could be coming later in the summer? You know, usually I hate doing this. I usually like sicking veterans, go with the, you know, the, the player you know. But this is just such an intriguing prospect, uh, both in terms of actually on the field and in terms of fantasy, that I have to bring him up. Uh, it's Sam Laporta, the, the rookie tight end in Detroit, is because, you know, everyone's talking about, and I meant to bring this up earlier when I was talking about Detroit potentially winning the NFC North. Everyone's talking like, oh, Jameson Williams, he's out. Or uh, See, I used to say Williamson, but it's Williams. It's like, 
Williams. Yeah, it's Williams. But, uh, you know, they're talking about, like, his absence being this massive deal. Um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're definitely going to miss him for a bit. But they also, you got to remember, didn't really play with him all that much last year. And so I don't think the offense is really going to take that much of a step back. But what this does mean is more targets for the rest of the players. Because that wide receiver core, while not bad, is not incredibly deep with talent. So I think that just naturally, especially the way Jared Goff plays, where you know he tends to play the short game, I think that's why he didn't really work in the base system. Jared Goff does not like to air it out deep on a consistent basis. Not saying no, he can't no. do it. Not saying he can't do it before Detroit Lions fans start screaming at me because I know he had a couple shots to St. Brown down there, which were really cool. But on a consistent Your dad basis, included. Yeah, well, hence, <laughs> hence, you know, how defensive I got so soon there. This has happened before. So, I, look, I'm not saying Jared Goff cannot air it out deep. I'm just saying he doesn't like to do it. Like, That's not his style. Know, every yeah. other play. Yeah, exactly. So that means he will likely be u- utilizing his tie end target more. And unlike the Green Bay Packers, Detroit is clearly throwing all their weight behind this one rookie uh, tight end with after they traded TJ Hawkinson. So I actually really think Laporto, while he will not be, you know, like a guaranteed top five uh, tight end, I think he will be able to provide a lot more consistency at the tight end position that a lot more players can get you. And here's the big reason why I'm listening as a sleeper. I don't see Laporta getting drafted in almost any draft. So he is a guy that in the first couple weeks, you wait till whatever player you do draft bust because every year you draft one guy you think oh this is a sleeper he's gonna bust it's it sucks you hate it everybody hates it. it happens to everyone when you're looking for a player like okay this was my guy by god drop him who do i pick up laporta i'm telling you by week two or three we'll be there in value so i'm he should be a high value waiver wire target for you as a year-long sleeper especially if you're in dynasty league i think laporta is a hugely valuable pickup but if you're in a snake draft league where it's year by year i think he is a week three to six you know that kind of range pickup that will benefit you toward playoff season the term is redraft, Tad, compared to Dynasty. Snake <laughs> draft, redraft, whatever. Yeah, okay, okay. But I do like Laporta, but just, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit on something that I've already said before. It's just that rookie tight ends, I just feel like, just don't make the transition as well for fantasy purposes. Yeah, for real life, I 100% can see that they make that transition a little bit better. So I do agree with you that it may take a little bit of time. But for you saying week two or three, I think that might be a little bit too premature. Really? I'm gonna go with, I'm thinking maybe like week five or six. It's going to take him a little okay. bit more time I mean, to adjust. Fair. But and that's, that's what he's going to pick up more that, reliable. Well, you got to pick him up before he starts blowing up. No, 100%. You're right. Off, you're right. You're right. Year, that's that's when you wake up at 6 a.m. on a Tuesday and you're checking the waiver wire like, please, 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 please. Like, pick him up before that. Trust me. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's like, I do like him to eventually get used to it and become a very good, reliable option in that Detroit offense. But yeah, I don't think it's going to be as early as 2-3. Like I said, I'm seeing more 5-6. But yeah, 100%, like you said, I think you definitely want to jump on that a little bit sooner as opposed to before everybody else starts to get aware. Like, oh, I got to go pick up Salem Porta. You'll already be ahead of the curve. Because he's not even one of the biggest name rookies, which is another reason True. why I'll probably like slip through True. the cracks a little bit more. So again, like I just it's one of those things to keep an eye on because I could see Detroit just totally be like, okay, we don't have a lot of tight end, we'll just kind of ignore that position, but I don't think they're going to do that. So I don't know. But all right, hot shot, what's your fantasy sleep event? Let's <laughs> let's let's see your pick. So I'm going with a young guy as well. He's not a rookie, but he's a second year player, and that is James Cook, the running back for the Buffalo Bills. So, oh, so a bitch. that's a the- good one. The big one here is that, Tad, Devin Singletary is no longer a member of the Buffalo Bills. He is now a member of the Houston Texans. He's in Houston now? Really? He's going to be partnering up with Damian Pierce. Yeah, he is partnering up with Damian Pierce there. So, James Cook, I think, is going to be taking a much larger role. Because, Tad, last year, Devin Singletary had 215 touches in this offense. So, I think all of that gets vacated now. So, yes, they did sign some veterans in the offseason. They signed Damian Harris. They have a holdover from Latavius Murray. And, obviously, they got James. Cook. So lots of those Jesus touches. Like when, in Buffalo. What is it? I hate Buffalo. these running backs, man. <laughs> so I think you're obviously going to see that, you know, they're going to spread around those 215 touches in that offense. But the biggest thing that uh, James Cook has over both of those running backs and both Murray and Damian Harris 
he is a very gifted pass catcher. Neither Damian Harris or Latavius Murray are gifted in that department. Yes, they're very good running backs, but they're also getting up there. Like Latavius Murray is getting a little bit older. He may not have a lot of tread on the tires. Damian Harris has been used a lot in New England, so maybe he's not as effective as he can be. But I think they definitely want to hit on the fact that James Cook is young. He's used as a dual threat ability. And I think definitely in that offense, like we saw last year where we talked about this already before, Gabriel Davis just didn't fill that role as a number two receiver as much as a lot of people wanted. A lot of people had him as a sleeper or a breakout candidate last year. He just didn't meet those expectations. So we have to see whether now heading into 2023, he can sort of meet that, uh, meet those expectations again. But in the medium though, I mean, in the, in the sort of midterm here, James Cook can sort of fill that role and be that sort of running back that they need, be that sort of passing threat that they need, and just be an overall weapon in that offense for Josh Allen and obviously head coach Doug McDermott. So yeah, I very much like James Cook to get a lot more touches in this offense, be a lot more utilized in the offense, and just be a very dominant piece. So honestly, I think some people may overlook him because they look at Buffalo, they're like, well, it's pretty much just all Stephon Diggs. But I think in this That's case, I think James that. Cook is going to get involved a little bit more. The running game has been good at times for Buffalo, but just hasn't been as consistent. I think now James Cook, they see what they have in him. They're going to use him a lot more. I very much like him as a sleeper heading into 2023. My friend, you fell for the trap. Because <laughs> I did this. Look, look, I did this with Sean McCoy. I did this with Zach Moss. I did this with Devin Singletary. Are you catching on to my, you know, trend? Yeah, here? that's why I said that their running game has not been as consistent in the past. It's hard not to been as consistent. It hasn't been consistent since, like, 2012, whenever Fred Jackson was there last. Like, that was the last consistent running back they had, and even he wasn't that good. Well, I shouldn't say that. That's a little mean. But even, like, he, was, he wasn't, like, you know, posting up mind-blowing numbers, like, the Buffalo running game, I don't care what coach it is, but especially under Sean McDermott, I just, I don't trust it anymore. It has just broken my trust too many times. So while you're absolutely correct that James Cook will get, get a lot of touches, I'm just convinced that like no running back is really built to truly excel in the system, especially fantasy-wise. I think they're just meant to be there to shake things up, but in terms of really being a fantasy star and posting like these mind-blowing numbers, I'm just convinced that this offensive system does not have that. So while James Cook is a great bench piece to have that could extend into definite flex territory, but potential running back two territory, which by the way, still puts him in sleeper territory because I think a lot of people are definitely like kind of overlooking him. I just, I think, uh, I think you're overvaluing just a bit. Maybe. Maybe, but that's all good. It's all good. I'll take James Cook. You can take all of San Laporte, and I think we'll just see how it all works out. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and, then you, and then you can help write another letter, you dick. <laughs> All right, so let's get to our next uh, segment here that we want to get into is the Hard Knocks. So we're hard coming knocks. down to possibly getting an announcement from a team. We're down to the last four teams that are potentially going to be chosen. Uh, they're going to be either the New Orleans Saints, the Chicago Bears, the New York Jets, or the Washington Commanders. And so, Tad, out of all those teams, I think we want to decide, like, who would be the most intriguing as far as, you know, watching on Hard Knocks. And so I'm going to give you the floor here. Just who do you want to see on Hard Knocks out of those four teams? I think it's got to be Chicago, right? I mean, you okay. got Justin Fields. He's an exciting personality already. Plus, you have the whole, like, oh, shit, I need to prove myself kind of thing. And you got Darnell Wright, who is a you – know, I don't know if you ever, like, actually watched an interview with him, but he's a fun personality. Darnell okay. Wright is not one of those right. soft-spoken guys. You have, you know, just a very fun defense. You just – I don't know. You, it, the, the personality surrounding this team just seems very fun, very, like, oh, we need bounce back. It reminds me a lot of the when Hard Knocks did the 2010 uh, Jets team when they followed them for a season or two. Was it two seasons or just that one? I think it was just one. It was just that one. But that one season was great. It was just kind of like, oh, it's this legendary franchise that needs to bounce back. And now I know what people are saying. Well, Ted, the Jets are the exact same way. Yeah, dude, look, he's still, in my opinion, the best quarterback of all time. But Aaron Rodgers is a douchebag. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. I want to hear Leave Schreiber go, Aaron Rodgers spent four days in the dark and Rodgers go, yeah, yeah, no, it was really cool. And I really found myself and it was a very, de I don't give a flying fuck. Like, I don't care about Aaron Rodgers being weird. I don't care about Robert Sala being like, yeah, this is a crazy off season. Like, I know all I need to know about the Jets. I want the Bears. Give me a team that is on the up that I haven't heard a lot about. The Jets have got way too much press this off season. Give me the Bears. No, I definitely For the love like of God, do not give me New Orleans. 
<laughs> so very much i like your pick there in chicago i think they're a very likely contender um i'm gonna rule out washington with the sale the of the team thing yeah the commander's trademark issue too i feel like they're gonna be like can we even use commanders like training camp with washington yeah it's 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 gonna be very interesting so i think it's, they just got too, too many other things yeah. going on behind the scenes that plus, it's not gonna work plus, like, hey guys we got jacoby percent like that's not a big seller yeah sam howell as well so yeah it's gonna hey, be interesting hey, but i don't hey, think they're going hey, to be a choice why don't you diss my boy I'm surprised you didn't bring them up there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I got to roll out the Washington Commanders. The Jets, I think purely because, like you said, they've already gotten a lot of attention in the offseason and they're in a big market and they're going to draw a lot of people to list, uh, to watch, obviously. Like, maybe you'll be tuning out, but I think a lot of other people oh, might no, be I'll like... I'll still tune in. I'll hate every minute of it, but I'll still tune in. But like I said, so it's like, I think they want to get a lot of people that are like, they want to see what sort of weird stuff Aaron Rodgers is going to say. They want to see how he's going to fit in with his new teammates, obviously. They want to see like Sauce Gardner and just a lot of these other admit, players yeah, that bring Sauce, a lot more. Sauce would be very interesting to hear from. Obviously, you got the breakouts with Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. Mm -hmm. So you want to see like how they'll develop into their second year. So it's like, they got enough intriguing storylines that they could be a very good contender. Kyle Becton, Becton's like exactly, story. Exactly. All of that. Just like, are, is he still a little bit upset with the team, you know? So it's like, that's going to be very intriguing uh bears you already laid it out i think they got a lot of great personalities it's a young team you want to see how they're developing still with a uh third year head coach now matt Eberflus, or is this second, his second year second. Now? second year yeah you're correct you're right there so so second uh third year head coach now matt Eberflus, and how he's developing as a head coach now in the nfl so they got a lot of great storylines though i know you said you didn't want to see it but the saints actually intrigued no, me the most no they intrigued me the most because everything that i sort of laid out a little bit earlier where it's like Derek Carr is now the quarterback no, in New Orleans, right? So it's like, that's interesting to see how he's going to adjust there. You got Alvin Kamara, like all that situation. Okay, so right. it's like, how is Jamal? Will Jamal Williams is a great personality too. I think a lot that's of people want to see him because yeah, no, we yeah. saw that with Detroit a little while ago, right? So it's like, they want to see that possibly again. Him coaching up, you know, your boy, Kendra Miller. So I mean, maybe that's Oh, he's right? so a bitch. I didn't even factor <laughs> that in. All right, yeah, give it to New Orleans. Give it to New Orleans. <laughs> um, obviously, I brought this up with Michael Thomas and just like his health situation. Mm -hmm. So it's like, is yeah. he healthy? Is he going to be able to practice? Like, I mean, all of that stuff. How is he going to look for the entire season? So that's intriguing. And like I said, the defense took some hits in the free agency, so they couldn't resign everybody. So now they're going to be leading on two rookies in Isaiah Foskey and Brian Brisset. It's like they're probably going to get a lot of the attention, too. It's like, how are you going to finish this offense and contribute early to pair up with, obviously, Cam Jordan there? So it's just like, you know... It's going to be, like I said, I like a lot of the storylines there a little bit more because you got a little bit of the fun, you got a little bit of the drama as well. So it's like you got a good mix as opposed to just like, you know, all serious or all too funny sort of thing too. So it's like I like the little bit of the blend there with New Orleans. But honestly, as long as it's not the commanders, I think the other three teams are a lot more interesting. No, that's fair. Also, this <laughs> entire time I thought it was Brian Brees. I'm not gonna lie, but it could um, be Brees. I thought it was Brees, Brees. Okay, but yeah, I could be mistaken. I could be mistaken. But no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. Okay, maybe New Orleans could have more interest than I thought, especially if Kendrick Miller's up focal point. But um, <laughs> here's the way. The one thing I'll argue with you on this is I remember when it was in. By the way, this is arguably honestly. I don't even think it's arguable. I think this is widely regarded as the worst season of Hard Knocks is when they followed the Dolphins with Joe mm. Philbin and uh, Ocho Cinco got kicked off the team, and everybody was like, "Oh shit, this is gonna be a good episode." Episode. It was like five minutes of Ocho Cinco being like, yeah, sorry, boss. And Phil would be like, yeah, you can't do that. Like, that was that was the entire scene <laughs> right, right there. Right. And everybody was like, well, that's a disappointment. I feel like that's exactly how Because people forget, the NFL is paired with HBO with Hard Knocks. This no, is course. like NFL PR. So I feel like, like the old Kamara thing, they'd just be like, it would just exactly be like that with Kamara being like, yeah, sorry, coach. I don't know what's going to happen. Neither do I. Hopefully, hopefully get back soon. Yeah, hopefully, coach. That's exactly how I see that entire storyline, story you know, quote unquote, storyline panning out. So I wouldn't get my hopes up too big for the Kamara thing because if they do get it, they will shove that so far to the sidelines. No, you're right. You're right. But yeah, I think just out of the four teams, the Jets are the only team that have been on Hard Knocks before. So it would be cool to see yes, a different team on yeah. Hard Knocks. So yeah, I think I'm leading towards more the Saints or the Bears in this case. So yeah, that would be it's pretty gonna, fun. It's going to be the Jets. Exactly. Exactly. So Tad, I think we saved the best segment for last. All right, let's do it. Uh, it's going to be a non-NFL topic, obviously, you know, um, because I know we enabled the NFL quick hits. But yeah, this one I think deserves a little bit more discussion here. Um, me and you 
are both big Marvel fans. I am a huge Spider-Man fan. Um, you're a Captain America guy, right? That's that's your... Well, hence, hence my cat's name, Cap. <laughs> I yes. was just making sure. Yes, I tend, re- I tend to be more... Reminding the viewers guy. and the listeners, exactly. Hey, your boy your stole my boy's shield, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we definitely had to discuss the newest Spider-Man movie that just came out, Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse. And I mean, I saw it and I was just blown away by just how good it was. Like, I mean, the storyline was great and just the soundtrack was amazing. And lots of the animation scenes were great. And just like, it was just so good on so many levels. It just like took what the first movie had and just upped it by a little bit more. It was just like fantastic across all fronts. I was just such a huge fan of it after I left the movie because I watched it pretty late at night. Tad was already asleep, but I had to text him my he te- he texted me at two thirty. I'm not even joking. He texted me at two thirty Central Time in the morning, and I yeah. woke up just oh wow. And I woke up. It was at, just like, wow. At, yeah, like, it was just a bunch of dots, yeah. and it said wow. Yeah, I just I woke up at eight a.m. with wow, and I was like oh fuck, what happened? Well, I, like it took me a little bit to be like oh it's the movie reaction. Oh that's good, and I went quickly right back to bed. Yeah, but just I I love the movie. It's so fantastic. So Tad, just what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean I'm right there with you. You and another friend of mine. You guys really hyped it up. I was a little worried, honestly, that I was going into it with a little too much hype. But it really did live up. And you know, Mer, I've had a couple days now to uh, you know sit and think on it. And I actually I think I found a perfect comparison for it. You ready for this? Let's hear. It is the two towers of Spider Man. Because yeah, you had the Fellowship fair. of the Ring, which was a very good first movie it was. in the trilogy. It was. Very good. But, you know, you were like, okay, I still want to see more. And then you get the Two Towers where... Two Towers is a great movie. Don't get me wrong. Honestly, it's probably my favorite Lord of the Rings movie. But, like, it, it's very much like just setting up the third. They do a great job of it. And they, how do they do a great job of it? About half the movie is this giant-ass battle. Which is the same thing. Again, no spoilers. But it's about the same thing for Across the Spider-Verse. Where about half the movie is just this giant-ass battle. So you get this giant-ass battle. An entire movie that's just setting up a great third movie. So yep. it's like, I, I feel like it's the two. Like, go into this movie expecting the Two Towers of spider-man movies like that is the expectation i can give you because it is so good it's so funny this is a bit of a spoiler but i've been cracking i was actually i almost texted you this morning i found it on youtube there are several segments with a spider cat which are very relatable so like the spider cat was great they have a very like moody spider-man played by andy sandberg it's just that's all a giveaway but it is such a good movie very heartfelt the voice acting like oscar isaac is like cemented is one of my favorite actors of all time now like it is the animation choices and that's the funny thing too is i was kind of thrown off by the animation more so in the first uh than the first one because the first one i was like oh this animation is really cool this time around i was like man they took a lot of weird choices here and like some of it I love, some of it I didn't love. But then I realized I'm glad they did because I get a lot of crap from my friends for being a Marvel fan. They're just like, how can you take the same movie in again and again and again? And this is, you know, not really all Marvel. It's Marvel and Sony. But this is a superhero movie willing to do something different. Yes. And they went for it and it was cool. And I was glad to see something different to the point where legitimately, once I get my paycheck next week, I'm going to go see it a second time so I can catch all the things that Seriously. they did differently that I missed. And I want to see it on the big screen. I am so glad you convinced me because I was going to you know, watch it somehow online, potentially <laughs> legally or illegally. But you were like, you and my other friend were like, no, you need to go see it on the yeah. big screen. I'm so glad you guys did that. It is a great movie. Even if you're not a superhero fan, you will still enjoy the movie. Very true, Tad. And then the last thing that I think I want to close it out with is that both of us being Indian Americans, it was so awesome to see Spider Man ah, India, it. right? Like that was it. fantastic. Like I knew about Spider Man. Stop saying Chai T. <laughs> I knew about Spider Man India like before the movie, but it's just great now. I did not. You did I not. Know okay. That was a thing. So I knew about him before the movie, but just obviously he's not as well known at all before the movie. But now I think just a lot of people are going to appreciate that. Maybe they'll go back and they'll find the comics and they'll read it. And everything like, they did change it a little bit for compared to the comic version with the movie version, but still it was great to sort of get that. Rep- representation right it's always nice to see that's like oh yeah i'm india too yeah yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah fantastic, yeah. fantastic. 
chai tea and non bread. That's all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I had to percent agree with Tad. That's like if you've seen the movie, it's so good that it's worth watching again. If you haven't seen the movie, like go out and see even, it. It is and again, fantastic. Even if you're not a superhero fan, it's just True. a good kids movie. It's like mm-hmm. it's a it's like any good Pixar movie where you're like, okay, maybe that was amazing, but like that was still really good. So I, I promise you, even if you're not into superheroes, go see this movie. It is absolutely phenomenal. Exactly. Exactly. Don't Plus, there's some MC, a, MCU, and what I was not expecting, there is a Venom crossing. A little bit, a little bit. So yeah, definitely go check it out. Across the Spider Verse, fantastic, fantastic movie there. But yeah, that will close out our segments here of NFL Quick Hits. All right, Ted. So we did get to all of NFL Quick Hits there. It was a lot of fun. We got to a lot of great topics there. Let but... me rename the segment. <laughs> This was not as long as our last NFL quick is. This one I was mean, a little bit better. By, by like, I don't know, three minutes. No, no, by a substantial more. We'll really? obviously check the time uh, there a little yeah, bit later. But just, yeah, a lot of fun. Got to a lot of great topics there. But just, yeah, guys, we're here in the summer. We're, you know, getting close to fancy content, but we're not quite there. So, I mean, Tad has said this so many times before. If you got ideas for us as far as what you want us to do, we're 100% down to try new things. That's what, you know, Quickets is for. That's why we did our Ultimate Team episode a couple episodes ago. Like, that was just completely out of the blue <laughs> random. <laughs> Who is the um, champion of that again? You can bring that up when you close things out, all right? So, uh, but just, yeah, we had a lot of fun just trying out new things here. We're going to continue to try new things. Even once we get closer to fancy stuff, maybe we'll do some new fancy stuff as well. And just the best way you can find out about everything that's happening with us, you see the ticker down below. It's coming right across. You can follow us on Twitter. You got me at Side 23 You got Tad at Side 94 got the show handle at the Decide Guys. And, of course, we're on Instagram at the Decide Guys as well. Uh, where you listen to your podcast, make sure you subscribe so you're always up to date with all of our latest podcast episodes, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You can listen right on the LEFA Network website as well. Hit that subscribe button. Always be up to date with the podcast. Watch us on YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe button for YouTube so you're always up to date with all of our YouTube episodes as well. And make sure you check it out all the great content on LEFB Network's YouTube channel as well. They're giving you a lot of great content on the pro level with the Chargers and the Rams. And of course, we've got you covered on the college level as well with the Trojans and the Bruins as well. So yeah, guys, they're giving you a lot of content. We're giving you a lot of great content. You can find us on LEFB Network's website as well with some articles that we're possibly going to be thinking about, dropping some during the summer as well. I know we keep teasing it. Eventually, we're going to get to it, but definitely in season. We're, we're talking about it. Talks have progressed. We can Talks have progressed, that. 100%. We can promise see that exactly and definitely in season we got you covered with articles when it comes to waivers and you know who you should pick up and who you should trade for and all that stuff so in season 100 we got you summer like i said Tad, me and tad we're still figuring it all out we'll get you yeah. some great article and some that. great content as well to get you set Eventually. for all of your drafts for sure but Maybe. guys i mean to however you're supporting us whether you're watching us or listening Watch or it. interacting i mean just anything and everything in between that you're doing to support us guys we really can't thank you enough and you know what? I'm going to throw something else out there. I know we were, you know, I was like, Latavius Murray's a bill. Is he a bill? Where is he now? He has a bill. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Latavius Murray's a bill now. You know what? We've done game shows in the past. Let us know what game show is your favorite. Because I'd be, I'm always down for more game show, you know, episodes. And I'm not going to lie, guys, they're pretty easy for us. Because it's just like, that's just fact checking. So uh, if you guys want to do game show episodes, and, and I'm not even joking. Like, we have talked about, you know, okay, what we do for this summer's online article series. And that's just me and a murder talking. We want your guys' opinion in those conversations. You just have to get them in there. So be sure and do not be shy to inject your voice of, hey, here's why I want you guys to talk back. Here's why I want you guys to write about because that's what we want to do to make you guys happy because without you, there is no us. So as always, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching, and please stay safe.